Kia ora Wellington, you are listening to Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM. This is B-Side Stories and I'm Perrine. I am here in the Wellington studio with Cadence Chung, Hazel Perigo-Blackburn and we have Lewis Thompson on the phone. So welcome back. Um, that was one of the songs from their musical In Blind Faith and we were just hearing a bit about the production before listening to that and I was about to ask probably this is another cadence directed question but others can chip in and hopefully now um oh Lois do you want to say something so we can be sure that Hazel and cadence can hear you Kia ora everyone I hope <laughs> you can hear me <laughs> we can <laughs> oh, awesome <laughs> all right um so my question was about why you chose to go down the musical route and whether you hoped it would communicate something particular or whether it was just because you love me. Just tell us. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it kind of, it's a really cool blend, I think, a musical. It kind of has something for everyone, I think. You know, there's like, especially in A Blind Faith, there's quite a lot of monologues. It's It's kind of a bit like a play with songs in it, we like to say, instead of a sort of, big musical that has like lots of ensemble numbers and stuff like that although we did change that a little bit for the second round um but yeah also I just I think music is a really great one for kind of portraying things that maybe a straight play wouldn't otherwise I think you know music can really uplift words that wouldn't be super extraordinary when you speak them but when you sing them with all the harmony and with all the instrumentation really sort of come through so that's what I yeah, really wanted to do with that because it's such a simple story. It's quite silly, really, in a lot of ways. It's like a bit of a sort of satire almost. And so, yeah, I think having the songs in there just really uplifted it in a way that having it as a play kind of wouldn't have, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Lois and Hazel, had you kind of done that kind of show before? No, no, not at all. We we. At least as long as we were there, we like didn't do musicals at a Wellington High. So that was definitely really interesting when you... I think you approached me to do auditions, yeah, to help with auditions. Right. Yeah. And I was like, wow, a musical, like that's so cool. Mm. So it's really exciting to get to be involved with that. Yeah. Yeah, um, to add to that, I suppose, I was just thinking, yeah, definitely going into doing a musical was quite different to what the rest of experience I'd had in theatre. And I'll be honest, um, yeah, it was kind of funny going in because I guess I sort of, I don't know, had preconceptions about what a musical was and et cetera, et cetera. And I think one thing about it that I didn't sort of think about before is the fact that it's a musical, it almost gives it a sort of, uh, <laughs> I think I, I want to say this like blockbuster sort of aspect to it, <laughs> if that makes sense, like a sort of a selling point. And I was like, I remember the first, when we did it one time, I was like, oh my gosh, like, so many people came out to see it and we sold out the both of the shows um, last year and at, at school. And I think on later reflection, I was like, I think definitely that sort of musical bit is a, is a good seller. <laughs> people love musicals, I think. Yeah. what I'm really getting at. Yeah. Um, and Lewis, can, can you tell us a bit about how um, – kind of working, I guess, as a team to bring this to the stage, like how the different directors and performers were brought in over time and your role 
obviously changed from the one show to the next. Um, can you tell us about, yeah, the kind of processes you w- went through as a team for that? Yes, for sure. So when I joined the team, it was as a as the the role of Percy, um, one of the main roles uh, back in high school, which was funny because at the time I, I I was not a singer at all. <laughs> I wouldn't have even considered myself a singer, and it was almost on a whim that I ended up auditioning. Just a friend was like, "Yeah, you should audition," and I guess I was feeling quite confident about my singing ability that day so I, I went and auditioned and um, I'm so glad I did and it's funny because I have a memory after the audition like actually sort of getting a we had a first read through and getting the script and being like wow like this is awesome like I, I so want to do this now and almost I remember after thinking gosh I feel like I should have maybe prepared a bit more for the audition if I knew that the play was going to be like this um and yeah, so sort of in terms of bringing people on board, so we had um, Cadence and Hazel and another um, were directing in the school version. And then in terms of bringing the team together for for when we put it on last year, yeah, they asked me if I wanted to help direct and I was so, so keen. I'm so, so grateful that they uh, got me on board again. And yeah, in terms of uh, the rest of the cast, it was really, we pulled them, we, we ran auditions and it was people from, from everywhere, like all over Wellington. Some we had already knew, some were like from school and they're sort of graduates of the drama class there. We had some toy students. We had, uh, yeah, plenty of other Vic students as well. And so really we did, it was a sort of a, a real mix of people from lots of different areas really, but it was just, we made such an awesome team in the end. I hope that answers your question. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, okay, well, maybe, Hazel, we can ask, I can move to you and ask what it was like going from working in a high school context to suddenly being in a professional theatre. Yeah, I was very scared. <laughs> I think because um, we were younger than some of the people we casted as well, and especially having people from Toy who were kind of had had that experience. Um, but it was also so fun. It was so, I think, I think at school we kind of were like, okay, we're in charge, we're doing it. But doing it more professionally, it was almost more collaborative because we had lots of different people who had lots of different experience so we could all kind of bring it into the mix and try different things. And we got to do lots of really cool ensemble stuff because everyone had their input, so that, yeah. was, that was really cool. Yeah. Um, and so, sorry, can you remind me, was this, was when you did it in high school, was that mm. your first time directing? Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, my first time directing any kind of play. I'd done little film things, but yeah, that was my first big, big directing experience. That was really exciting. Yeah. And what... Um, what is it about working kind of behind the scenes in a directing role, in a leadership role, that appeals to you? Um, well, part of it, I think I like being in control a little bit. Um, and I think having done so much acting, that makes me appreciate the form more and appreciate, like, directing people to, like, tell really great stories. Yeah, I think... I just started really enjoying it, doing it through school and then getting to have that opportunity 
through in blind faith. It was just so fulfilling. And I was just so proud of everyone. It's just a really fun experience to see it from that side. Yeah. Yeah, and to go, I'm just thinking, Lewis, to go from being an actor, so, you know, I guess technically being directed, to being one of the directors, Did how did that feel for you? Yeah, no, it was definitely a sort of funny experience, sort of knowing the play so well, like back to front, but then kind of going on to directing it when it's like, yeah, like you're, you, suddenly you're the one in charge of it, of making those decisions, and it was kind of like, I think obviously acting in the year before was good so that I sort of knew the play back to front, but um, yeah, it was definitely a different, I mean, I had done a, I directed like a play in school before, so I had a bit of experience there, but definitely going from that one was, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, I, I think it was, I'm glad that I got to do both, I guess, because mm. it was, they were both super fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quite different roles, I'm guessing. Um, were there any road trips down to the gold fields to... <laughs> No, actually. No. We really want to. Yeah. <laughs> Although I actually went to, I don't remember where it was now, but it was somewhere near Wanaka. I, I feel like, I don't know if I ever seen, seen you guys' photos of it, but I was like, oh, I feel like I'm in, in blind faith. <laughs> Came alive. Yeah. more. Nice. Um, so I guess finally for the, the part about in blind faith, does it have a life beyond here? Are there thoughts about what happens to it now or is it just you had to be in to see it then yeah I mean it definitely yeah we got a lot of feedback from that second run I think you know Wellington High was a sort of test run then presenting it to the public is a whole sort of other thing so we got some reviews some good some bad (laughs) um but it was all really helpful I think in kind of refining it I think if we were to do it again, we would have to do a big sort of workshop of it, I think, and just really keep on polishing it. It's something that, you know, because it's so big, that I, th- I think you just need to keep always working on it, really. Mm. Um, and there is, we did film it, so yes. I'm not entirely sure what's happening with that, but it might be up at some point. Yeah, yeah. hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Um... It may be back, but no promises. <laughs> yeah, well, something will be back. I'm sure yeah. it, this is not the last of our team's musicals, I think, but yeah. it might return in a different form, I think. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, maybe now would be a good time to hear a little bit about, a bit more about the other projects that you are working on. Um I wonder if we should start with you, Lewis, because you said you were like, <clears throat> I'm doing my gap year, different kind of vibe at the moment. But um, if you want to tell us kind of what, um, yeah, what your kind of plan is from here or little projects you're doing on the side or whether it's nice to just forget about the world of theatre for now. <laughs> Um, no, thanks, Farine. Yeah, so as you did, as you said, yeah, I'm sort of having a bit of a break at the moment from all of that, and I'll be honest, I do miss it, um, though, and I'm excited to get back into, especially um, theatre um, and uh, some more uh, stuff with that next year, and I think maybe um, I'll let sort of probably Cadence talk to that, but we definitely have a sort of potential project um, coming up in the pipeline. 
for next year. I can let Kate introduce that. But, um, yeah, at the moment, I'm just sort of, uh, in terms of projects, I'm trying to make little little films with my friends. Um, nothing too major, really, but um, <laughs> I, unfortunately nothing that I can sort of tease, being like, oh, this is coming out soon. But, um, you know, <laughs> it's enough maybe of a tease potentially it things that will one day be turn into, you know, <laughs> little things that I can release, if that makes sense. But, yeah, yeah, I'll let the others sort of lead on with that. Yeah, yeah. What well, sounds like once you get a taste for this kind of project, you can't leave it behind. I think that's very true. Um, so, Hazel, so you've done also, you've done short films, 48-hour film festival. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I've been doing it since year 10, yeah, that was my first one, and then in in year thirteen, um, me and my friends all did one together, and it got into like the top five for schools in Wellington, which was yeah. very exciting. Yeah. Um, it was a very weird film. Yeah, <laughs> it's like no dialogue. It was like doing really weird chores, but that was that was a lot of fun to do that. Did you say doing really weird chores? <laughs> like, Can you just explain? That? Yeah, yeah. So the the plot was um, there was these two guys in a house and one of them was um doing chores that annoyed the other one like putting pillows in a oven <laughs> or like knotting washing all sorts of weird stuff and then um the other um oh, and then it ends with like cleaning a, a clock with a toothbrush and then the other character um kills him <laughs> and then learns that actually um <laughs> he misses that he was doing that, and that was what it was about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we had we had someone um, who actually played music on um, on the new and blind thing. Oh, and the original one. Yeah. Yeah. Who composed music, acted in it, and composed music for the film, which was super cool that we had that original music. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't actually do them uh, forty eight hours last year because um, because of the musical we didn't do it. Yeah. Um, and then. It's not happening this year, I think. As far as I'm aware, it's it's being next year that it's happening. Ah, okay. Um, but I'm doing a production course um, this year for uni yeah. for majoring in film. And that's about to start yeah. doing, making those films that I wrote a script. There's actually mythology inspired, which now reminded me <laughs> of oh, you. <laughs> and so... <laughs> um, and so we're about to go into pre-production okay. to make that, which is very exciting. Yeah. Can I ask, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want, but is it a hard time to be studying at, at a local university? <laughs> at a local one. Oh, well, oh. just in terms of, um, you know, kind of lots of discussion about cuts and lots of programs yeah. being cut and... It's really, it's very scary, especially for a lot of the staff. And, and my dad works at the university, so it's, yeah, he said it's been very tough. I've been involved in um, a film about the cuts, or just a little one, about inf more information about it. We interviewed people, we interviewed Cadence, <laughs> as because the music's um, quite in jeopardy, I yeah. think. And, um, yeah, it's been quite strange, especially for theatre. Theatre is not having a good time and that it's looking really quite bad yeah so yeah for the kind of creative all the humanities kind of subjects it is it's quite <laughs> worrying yeah 
yeah but for now you just kind of keep tracking I love yeah. <laughs> that you can use the skills that you've been working on mm. to actually make a video about yeah. hopefully it's issue. coming out hopefully it's coming out really soon yeah. um because we filmed it like last holidays and then it's been edited and we did like a voiceover so yeah yeah it's quite cool that I think um an English um Dougal who's like the head of the union and he's an English lecturer um, I yeah <laughs> he's so great he, he, he was one of my lecturers was like you guys really should should make a film about this and yeah. then we were like oh yes definitely so it's all student-led yeah is yeah so and where will it be coming out or where will um people be able to access it you know I have no idea, no idea. <laughs> okay. but I, I'm sure it'll be shared like social media probably that's probably where it will be yeah um I assume because there's like an Instagram, I think for uh, the Stop the Cuts like club, uh, okay. and there's like a theatre one as well about the cuts. So probably on things like that. Yeah. Though I don't know that person, but yeah. that's what I assume. Yeah. Um, and so you, and you were interviewed in that cadence. Yeah, yeah. Well, the music school's quite under threat. They're not proposing to cut it entirely, but they're proposing to cut pretty much all of the staff, which would kind of eventually cut it because there just wouldn't be enough staff to go around for all the students. So, yeah, I just felt like I really had to say something about that because it's such a great music school. It's our, like, national music school, and they're just, yeah, really trying to get rid of it because it's not, I guess as profitable or it requires more staff because it has so much sort of one-on-one tutoring yeah 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 and I mean just on this little tangent might as well (laughs) go to you Lewis and as I mean for you taking a year out it probably leaves you in quite a different landscape than you might have been at the end of high school yes a hundred percent yeah it is sort of yeah, it's crazy just hearing back. I think it was you, Camus and Hazel, who first sort of told me about all this how that had been going on at the university with all the cuts and everything. And it is slightly, I guess, worrying thinking about now, thinking about what I might want to take in the future, if that's still going to... I'm not really 100% sure what that looks like yet, but I still want to have all those options open. And, yeah, it is... Um, it's crazy. <laughs> it was, yeah. Yeah. Sort of just out of the blue, really, as well, for me. Well, maybe not for other people, but yeah. I guess, for, again, from not being at uni at the moment, it was quite a shock, yeah. a, a big shock, actually. Yeah. Um, back to <laughs> Hazel <laughs> after that nice little look. Um, I wondered if you wanted to... Talk about growing up and how Wellington has influenced your direction as a kind of theatre and filmmaker. <laughs> if there are particular um, like opportunities or inspiration you've had here. Yeah, I guess um, I did some rata that I it's a drama school that I did some stuff with, which there are people there who kind of Wellington based. Um, creatives like Miranda Harcourt, who's also a family friend, um, who I think, I, I think seeing Miranda being, also Kenston's Miranda, but mm-hmm. also seeing her kind of, yeah, be this quite inspirational person mm-hmm. and, you know, make a film and, and write a play that they did recent-ishly. Um, 
which I've forgotten what it's called now, but um, yeah, I think seeing creative people and my family is really creative. I think that's I think that's where a lot of doing acting. I did acting probably because my sister did acting, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and my dad works at the film school, so it's I think it's yeah a family thing. Yeah, inspired. And my mum can do like anything. <laughs> she's she's, she's very creative. So <laughs> yeah, I think that's it's it's yeah more about the people that I know. Yeah. 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 A little creative group of. <laughs> Blooming. <laughs> um, cadence. So, yes, you... Oh! Is that the end of Lewis? Are you still with us, Lewis? <laughs> hmm. I might just turn his volume down for now and <laughs> hopefully hopefully he can rejoin us. Um, cadence, so you do poetry, music... Um, recently there was a concert at St Peter's that combined the two. Do you want to tell us about, well why don't we start with hearing about the um, recent concert and then you can tell us a bit more about your other passions. Yeah, yeah so I collaborated with my friend Cassandra Wang who was also played Edith in In Blame Faith, it's kind of coming all full circle um, yeah, who I didn't really know super well before in Blind Faith, so it was really cool just to really get to know her. And yeah, we realized we had a lot in common with sort of classical music and composition and that sort of thing. So yeah, I really wanted to try and kind of combine poetry and music. So we commissioned four composers, uh, including me and, and Cass, um, to write like sort of contemporary classical, or there was some jazz actually, just sort of compositions. Uh, to New Zealand poetry. So I chose some poems um, by one of my friends, and so the poems got turned into songs for um, me and some other New Zealand School of Music students to sing. And, yeah, there was an instrumental jazz composition which was inspired by some poetry. There was a choral piece, and there was some very interesting sort of half-staged sort of uh, experimental pieces as well. So we had this huge range, and... Yeah, I think the audience feedback was really good and especially all the poets who were in the crowd kind of got introduced to music, um, especially that sort of music that they might not have experienced, you know, art music. And then all the the sort of music fans in the crowd got introduced to New Zealand poetry. Mm -hmm. And so it was just really cool kind of seeing that happen because that was what happened, you know, in the old days in the 50s and stuff like that, which is not really that long ago. Um, the poets and composers would always collaborate with each other and, you know, write songs based on each other's work. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's starting to become a bit of an old trend that we don't really do anymore. So I mm. kind of, I think it's really important as artists that we don't just kind of stick in our little bubbles and we always try and keep working with other people and other art forms. I think that's the best way to move forward, really. Yeah. Yeah. Who was the poet whose work? Yeah, so I composed um, this song cycle called What We Owe to Each Other by um, the poems were by Pippi Jean. So she's a young poet in her third year of uni at the moment. So, yeah, very young, you know, um, most of those poems were published in high school. Um, So, yeah, very talented young poet there. And, yeah, there were um, song cycles for um, piano, mezzo-soprano and soprano. So two women voices. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you also worked with a group to create Symposia magazine? 
Yes, yeah. <laughs> Tell us about that. Yeah, so Symposia is a youth-led um, magazine for young poets. So it's kind of by young poets for young poets. Uh, Piffy Jean is uh, also on the editing team, actually. Um, yeah, so we, we have only one issue at the moment. We started quite recently. Uh, we got council funding for it, which was awesome. And yeah, we published just this little issue and a zine, which you can buy from Good Books, by the way. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, and it's just really trying to showcase all of the sort of emerging poets in New Zealand and yeah, let them have a really sort of open space that doesn't feel super intimidating. I know personally, as soon as I graduated high school, suddenly you're in the open section and you're in all of the adult literary magazines and it just feels so scary. So this was kind of to bridge the gap between sort of youth, uh, you know, like very young people and sort of adult prestigious publications. So, yeah, just really open and sort of um, not scary, we hope. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, wonderful. Um, We're just in our last five minutes or so of the show and I would, well, if Lewis is still here, I do have a question I'd like to put to all of you, which is kind of, um, I guess, just as far as you know at this stage, your aspirations as artists and maybe the more important, like what you think will help you to achieve them. I know it's it's a big question, but if stuff comes to mind, we'd love to hear it. Otherwise, let's listen to some music. So, Lewis, are you with us? Mm, I think he might have dropped out when... Lewis? No. <laughs> okay, something, there was some beeping happening with his phone. I think it wasn't even on my end. <laughs> um, do either of you two want to field that question? The kind of, um, what you're kind of hoping for the future and what you what would help you get there? Yeah, well, I guess I'd like to just take this opportunity to tease our next project. <laughs> um, so I've written a play. Um, so it's called Hector and as Hazel was saying, kind of based on sort of mythology, it's about these two guys, one of which is Hector Berlioz, the 19th century French composer and, um, Hector Jung, who's just a regular New Zealander. And yeah, just kind of, it's this big, long conversation between them. They kind of travel through all these different sort of time periods and go through all these different scenarios and it's this big sort of dissection of I guess masculinity and sort of history in the modern age so yeah we're hoping to put that on the the good old team again yeah. so yeah keep an eye out for that um but yeah just in general I guess with young artists uh, I think the best thing you can really do is just support us just go to our shows mm-hmm. um you know just really listen to us and kind of let young artists take the space and you know I guess I think there's a lot of stuff that's not really by young artists but they're trying to encourage it but I think the best thing really is stuff that's run by young artists and is for young artists you know and just like really building that sort of sense of community I think is a really important thing yeah Hazel did you have anything to add to that yeah this is it's more of something I was just involved in um there's a club at Vic uh, called like Women and Non-Binary People in Film and Entertainment. So it's all this kind of community. That's what it's for, creating this community. And um, we just wrapped last night on a film that um, 
is about kind of embracing, I guess, um, uh, inclusivity and stuff. And that was really cool because it was all just us young students and mm-hmm. there were a lot of... Because, I mean, third years have the most sort of experience with it, but there were first years too who got involved and that we just got to do that. And it was a really, really nice environment. So that was really cool to see that happen. And I think we need more things like that and more clubs and groups mm-hmm. to, I guess, nurture that. Yeah. And more, and more people kind of letting us do it. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was nice that we, we got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that and for um, yeah speaking to us about the show. And I hope that you all will continue to be able to work on stuff that you love doing and that people get something out of watching. Um, to finish up, we are going to listen to a song from What We Owe to Each Other live at Kudchu and Country. So this one, the track is 1111. And I think you said you picked one that you weren't singing on. <laughs> yeah, this is my, my good friend Sarah Milehim singing this. Okay, well, that's, we can always go back to, so this is on Bandcamp. You can look up um, Cadence Chung and um, you can listen to other songs that will have you singing on them. <laughs> um, but yes, thank you all for coming along and Lewis for dialing in. Sorry, we lost you partway through. Um, yeah, all the best for your upcoming show. Do let us know when it comes out and we can let B-Sides fans know. So this is 11.11 from What We Owe to Each Other. Thank you.